Welcome back to the Outside and Active podcast. On this episode, we talk to ultra runner Scott Urick on his first trip back to the UK in four or five years. An idol of many, especially in the trail running community, we chat about how he got into running, what motivates him, and what's next for Scott, as well as how running has become more inclusive of every ability. Growing up hunting and fishing, we also find out more about Scott's motivation to becoming vegetarian and then moving on to being vegan and how this has impacted his running. If you're looking to take part in your first ultra-distance run, or even if you have a few under your belt already, Scott shares his top tips for ultra-distance running and training. Before we start the conversation, here's a quick word from our partners, Sports Tours International and Club La Santa. Sports Tours International provide the opportunity to participate in the world's biggest marathons, take on the most challenging sportives, and watch some of the toughest bike races on the planet. As international travel partner of the six world marathon majors, including TCS New York Marathon, Tokyo Marathon, Boston Marathon, BMW Berlin Marathon, TCS London Marathon, and Bank of America Chicago Marathon, as well as the VIP tour operator of the three Grand Tours and five Monuments of Cycling, they get people of all ages and from all walks of life to the starting line or in prime spectator view. Find the next event to inspire your running at sportstoursinternational.co.uk. It's not just mass participation you could choose either. They also have an exclusive partnership with the world's number one training resort, Club La Santa in Lanzarote, to accommodate anybody looking for training or active holiday at this incredible sports leisure resort. Try your hand at over 500 different activities and enjoy recovery in the sunshine and an array of wellness facilities for all ages, abilities, whether solo, groups, couples, and families. To find out more, head over to clublasanta.co.uk. Scott, it's a pleasure to be talking to you today. In the UK, you've come over from the US. Yes, um, it's great to be back here. It's been, I think, like four or five years now since I've uh, been to the UK. So it, uh, yeah, it's a special place. I've done some amazing runs here. Um, well, haven't competed so much, but really enjoyed uh, the countryside up in the Lake District and Snowdonia. Yeah, is that where you tend to run in the UK? Uh, that I have, yeah, yeah, spent the most time. I haven't made it to Scotland yet, but really look forward to it. A bit colder there up there. Yeah, bit colder, colder I mean, but you know, I'm from northern Minnesota in the oh, US, okay. so, like, so I don't mind the cold at all. But, amazing. Yeah. So let's go all the way back before you are the, the greatest ultra runner and uh, talk about how you got into running. Where did, it, where did it come from? Were you always kind of interested in athletics or did it just kind of come out of nowhere? I mean, I was interested in athletics. I grew up um, out in the woods, so like hunting and fishing and spending time outdoors and just um, like camping. I mean, that, that was all part of what I did. And like, you know, I'd be doing other things too, like you know, gardening and picking rocks yeah. and doing that. But, you know, I loved sports, um, basketball, baseball, you know. Grew up in Minnesota where hockey is really popular, but running was something I didn't necessarily like have be real passionate about. It was like one of those things. As a kid, I remember I'd enter some of the one mile races that would happen around like 4th of July or things yeah. like that. But, um, I never saw like, okay, I really want to run more. I want, I want to be a runner. Um, didn't really have that as like a role model per se in the family. Okay. So how do you go from kind of getting into running and doing bits and pieces to then going, I want to run a hundred mile race or I want to run an ultra marathon or even I want to run a marathon. I I think I was still reluctant. So it wasn't like, okay, one day, like it all clicked. Like I still was somebody like when I got into high school, I started Nordic ski racing for the last few years and 
we would spend time on the trails in terms of preparing for dry land. And even though we would do these runs and ski walking with our poles and like going hiking um, for hours in the, the woods, it still didn't quite grab me yeah. until, you know, I just did it as a way to get in shape. So I, I like to say I was a reluctant runner. Like I, I ran <laughs> to stay in shape and I was doing, um, I think that's a lot of people. Yeah. Like I, I did it. So, so it didn't really hit until I guess when I found trail running, that's mm-hmm. when I like combine, you know, the passions of being out in the woods, which I grew up, you know, yeah. hunting and fishing and spending time. And now I was like, okay, now moving through. So it was almost like tapping into like being a kid again of like running through the, my woods and making trails as a kid. Once I found trail running, it was like, okay, this is, and then having some, you know, instigators and friends that I was starting to hang out with who were Nordic skiing and yeah. just these iconic individuals in the, the local community. Um, like my buddy hippie Dan, who like raced to blue jeans. I was like, oh, I was wow. like, yeah, he was just <laughs> kind of this, like, um, just really eclectic individual. And I was like, and he would talk about, Oh, yeah, the Minnesota Voyager 50 miler. And then I had some other friends and working at a running store. I started like getting embedded in that, getting embedded in that, even though I wasn't like, Oh, I, I want to do this really bad. And I kind of got nudged that way. And then I did my first 50 miler and like everyone who does their like first big challenge, whether it's a 5k, 10k half marathon, they're like, never again. That that was me. I was like, no way. Even though I finished second place, I was not, (laughs) wasn't like, (laughs) okay, I'm going to do a ton of these. Um, uh, it was the hardest thing I'd ever done. And I thought, okay, I've checked that box. I did it. I did my first marathon month later did the 50 miler, but then I was like, okay, I didn't see myself, but then of course things it wear progressed. off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's always that you finish a race and you go, I'm not doing that again. And then it's a few days later you go, okay, well actually I quite enjoyed that feeling in a weird way. I'm going to yeah. go and do something again. Exactly. So, yeah. And, and it's like, there's value like after in that huge sense of accomplishment, like oh, doing completely. something so monumental. And for some people that's their first 5k or the half marathon or the marathon, but ultras are just they're another like level of that feeling of like wow what did i you know just do and what did i just conquer so to speak and like get through and like that's an amazing feeling yeah that's what draws people to endurance and i think because a a lot of what i gather from the running community and and you never regret going for a run and like that could just be a 5k but that's a whole different like you said it's a whole different level when you when you take on these big challenges where physically you feel great but emotionally you go through so much and and psychologically you have to push yourself to different levels so that i can imagine when you finish and when you accomplish things it's kind of like quite a cathartic feeling definitely i mean i think that's what it's this at least i always feel like i'm i'm somebody different Mm -hmm. and maybe i don't like change on a you know like a really noticeable level, but like something deep down inside, like you just become a different person, I feel like. And that's the value of endurance or ultra endurance is that, yeah, at the time I still like everyone else where I'm like, why am I doing this? Why, you know, do I need to like, you know, struggle like this to, to learn these things? But I think that's, you know, life is an endurance event Mm -hmm. and ultra and endurance sports like running are great because it gives us tools to, you know, survive life in that survive, I should say, but like get yeah. through the yeah, challenges yeah, yeah, yeah. In, in everyday life and the things that get thrown at us. So, um, yeah, I think ultra runners, especially dealing with like something like a pandemic right now, yeah. this is like ultra runners are well-suited or endurance runners. So like, I feel like we Used got a very, it, yeah. um, a very sturdy lot, so to speak, that can handle that. But it's, it is so much mental and spiritual and like beyond the, the physical mm. discomfort. There's a lot that has to take place. And like, how do you get through those challenges mentally? 
And you do a lot of uh, long distance races. And obviously, like you said, you have to focus on yourself and it's a, it's a lot of battles and spiritual findings and things like that. But do you, are you quite competitive? I, you know, I, I say like, I grew up with a, like, I don't know how, how that happened, but grew up with a, like a competitive side yeah. to me. Like, yeah. I feel like I'm, I'm able to turn that off when needed, like, you mm. know, in terms of like, how do you, how do I balance like my competitive ambitions with like making sure I'm taking care of my body and like, not just be like competitive yeah. at all costs. Yeah. So I feel like I've got a balance of that. Um, so I think for me at, at a young age, like being competitive was something like, it's kind of like a survival, yeah. um, instinct so to speak but i'm also able to like turn it down a little bit <laughs> for some some athletes i feel like you know it's like maybe a, what they mainly know is competition and being yeah. competitive and for me like i love just going out for a run and can go and show up at a race and not be like competitive i can mm. just run it for fun for fun and i think some athletes struggle with you know not being that. at the top of their game and like yeah. how do you ratchet that down um so i've always tried to keep that Balance. Yeah, but generally the running community are, are so supportive of each other. It's, it's, it really is amazing. And I, I can imagine that it's the same. You, so you want to run a race and do your best, but you want to support the other people that are running it as well. Definitely. And that's, I, I again, how I got into the sport was by, you know, my fellow community, like encouraging me or telling me like, oh yeah, you should do this. And even at, you know, 20 years old, I was like, why would I want to run 50 miles? And it's, it's that community that makes, I think running and ultra running so special is that you have just like these eclectic individuals you probably never spend time with normally. And I think that's the beauty of running is it kind of breaks barriers where it's yeah. like, Oh, what is this person's religious views? What is this person's mm -hmm. political views? It, it really just like, no, we're just two individuals out on a race course or we're two individuals out on a training run. And mm -hmm. I've met, and become really good friends with people that might have completely opposite views. And I think that's an important thing nowadays in the world because it's so easy to just be like, oh, I only hang out with my kind of people that I'm comfortable with. And ultra running has so many interesting characters. And yeah. they, we all, like, again, world. support each other. Yeah. Like, you know, we might compete against each other and battle each other on the race course. But um, after the race, you know, we hang out and know, have a beer or like, yeah. you know, just so we can be like, you know, head-to-head -head competition but then also yeah. great friendships and you know just this camaraderie that develops well you say it's head-to-head -head competition but uh, correct me if i'm wrong the western state 100 mile you won seven years in a row i mean do people eventually start turning up to that going well there's no point of trying is there <laughs> i think it's the reverse actually it was like you know i think that um but there's always somebody who wants to take down the champion yeah. and there was always and i was recently speaking with somebody about this like it actually fueled my desire to want to like push myself more and like, you know, chase that elusive course record that I had chased for so long. So I think it's that combination. You need that kind of that push. And that's the great thing about competition is mm -hmm. it, it allows individuals to reach a higher level. Yeah. And that, that's yeah. for somebody yeah. who was like maybe doing an age group record or their own personal, you mm -hmm. know, record that they're so focusing. And so, you know, PBs and PRs are, you know, great tools to like push somebody a little further, but at Western States, yeah, I wish it was, I mean, and the other side of it, if, if it was like easy every year, mm. um, it would have been the same. So it was good that you quite enjoyed that more one. and more competition. And that's why I went to that race because yeah. it was where you could get the best competition at the time. Okay. And you, you like to push yourself, you say that fuels your own energy. Is there a, is there a race or is there something that you're, that you haven't done yet that you want to do, or you're interested in, or is that something that you keep into yourself or is that? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me right now, I guess it's finding the things that keep 
my interest. Yeah. Like running races to like win or break a record. I'm probably nearing I, the end of I that. Like I've down. been doing it for so many years, but like, I would like say like the ultra trail to Mont Blanc. I never felt like I had my best race. So right. that's like one race where I'd be like, Oh, you if I were to go back again. to do something, I like maybe just feel, you know, ran decent there. And then a bunch of times I you know dropped out or they canceled it. And so that was always yeah. hard. So, um, but I've always wanted to go down to comrades and experience that. So maybe I wouldn't be as competitive as before, but you know, it'd be, be fun to just experience some of these like historical races that I haven't done before. <laughs> and much like running here and uh, I haven't made it up to Scotland yet. So yeah. It'd be fun to like check that out as well. There are a few places on the list to, to, to take oh, yeah. off yet. I mean, I feel like there's running. an endless list of like things to do. And like, and I, I don't know, like my goal is never to be at a point where I feel like retiring is right. like, cause I feel like it's a lifestyle. Yes. Yeah. So you can never see yourself stopping. Even if there was, you know, you, you would just go out and do something. I mean, if I was no longer physically able to run or yeah. something like that, you know, I'd be happy with what I've accomplished and what I've done. But I feel like it's a lifestyle for me. Like, wouldn't say, okay, I'm done running. You know, maybe there will come a point where I'll be just hiking or yeah. biking or doing something that's different. But in terms of getting out there and exploring and, and doing things that I can do, like, yeah. I don't think there's like an end point. Mm. I mean, although I know some people are just like, no, I'm done running. <laughs> I just hang out the running shoes it. and they're done. And maybe that works up, works out for their, you know, yeah. their psychological makeup. But for me, it's, it's kind of just become part of a lifestyle. Yeah, me. definitely. And I wouldn't, yeah. say like, okay, it's hard to like put a cap on things. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I think like, it's hard to like completely stop. Cause I can still do things like the Appalachian trail where, you know, speed records on long trails. Like that's something I can still do in my, you know, forties and maybe early fifties. But again, it's like, how, how long do I want to push well, you it? You keep going. You keep yeah. going until you go, Oh, that actually hurts a little bit. Yeah. Or <laughs> you, it's realizing like, okay, maybe doing 50 miles a day for that long is, um, yeah. Coming to the point where yeah. it's just a little bit too much toll. And I think it's a, it's good for everybody. I know runners in their 60s, 70s, 80s. And, you know, it's a matter of like finding out what drives you mm. forward. Cause there's still people like, yeah, I'm still setting, you know, 70 year old age records. Um, is which is amazing and, and super inspiring and then some of the people don't get into the sport till later um so that's the beauty of it that is amazing yeah, you hear yeah. a lot of stories about people that find running at a certain age for whatever their personal reasons may be and it just transforms their lifestyle completely that's yeah. that's, that's wonderful yeah and that's why i think you know it's great now about the running community like you know we're here at you know an expo like this is that you know, it used to be at least in the U S and I don't know, maybe here in the UK too. Like if you weren't a serious club runner, um, like here in the UK or Europe mm-hmm. and like part of your track club, part of your like fell running club, cross country, cross country club, whatever it is, yeah. you know, if you weren't hitting certain benchmarks, then you're like, Oh, I can't really hang or not. Whereas now running so accepting, you know, yeah. we have marathons that let people finish six hours into the race. Whereas before they closed on the course at, you know, three, four hours. So I think what's great about running in the last 15, 20 years is that it's become just more inclusive and encouraging towards other people. And yeah, that's something that yeah. is really obvious in ultra running. It's like, you know, everybody's hanging out. I mean, I camped out at so many finish lines and cheered <laughs> people on and just like yeah, being part of so that. Nice. Like, it's almost like you're going to a, a concert. Yeah, and like it's a, or a music festival and you're like, yeah, just to enjoy hanging it. out it's, and having fun. It's an experience. And, yeah. It's definitely an experience. And you know, some good, 
suffering and toil on the race course, you know, <laughs> yeah. but then coming back and telling the stories about it and surviving to like, you know, come home and just relive that. And it's, it's an amazing thing. And I think, yeah, seeing people here like a, an event like this is to, you know, that's why they're here to get an inspiration, to get fired up about exactly. what they have going forward. And you mentioned trying to go out and run and, and be active as long as possible. You credit a lot of your durability and being an endurance down to being um being vegan you're a vegan runner when did you make that switch because i believe you went vegetarian first and then into vegan and and how has that transformed and has that affected your running around like 1997 i was dabbling in vegetarianism like i still did a little bit of you know dairy and fish occasionally but i was like moving in that direction and reading you know some books were really instrumental like dr andrew weil and those who've read my book like I talk about mad cowboy and that was like the push to like after a year and a half of like dabbling with vegetarianism, it was like, okay, I'm going to go fully plant-based and vegan. And it's pretty daunting because I'm a guy who grew up eating like, tons of meat <laughs> and like grew up hunting and fishing. So, um, but it was, yeah, it's just like a, a great process. I was like learning and developing this interest for ultra running while at the same time, figuring out, mm. you know, a new direction for diet. And I think that's those two coming together because ultra running, let's face it, it's probably not the best thing to do, you know, month after month of like just pushing your body. Has an effect. It's yeah. like finding, yeah, finding that balance. So for me, I always wanted to make sure, okay, am I balancing this like stress load I'm putting on my body by training and racing these distances? And then how can I do it? And that, that's where diet comes in. I feel like it's, it's kept me like, in the sport longer, I think, and yeah. like competitive over years versus just destruction to the body. And that's where I think there's a lot of unhealthy runners out there. Like, yeah. I mean, running's great, but like having the full picture. And I feel like fortunately when I was younger, realizing like, okay, eating fast food five times a week is probably not the healthiest <laughs> thing to do. Thing. It's like, you can get away with that for five years, maybe even 10 years, but um, it starts to have an effect. And I think it's like having that balance again and like understanding that and just being open to that was, was pretty instrumental in like looking at long-term health. Yeah. And it, it seems like being vegan and, and that kind of lifestyle, especially with, 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 sports people and professional athletes has become a lot more common now a lot more accepting but a a while ago that probably wasn't the norm and people would have actually advised against it yeah I mean I was 20 it was 22 years ago when I became vegan like I was doing at the height of my career you know before my first western states 100 victory in 1999 and most athletes don't do that like they don't change their diet in such an extreme way um and it also is also extreme extreme in the sense of like I'm gonna run ultra marathons I mean that's two extreme things. <laughs> Not only am I yeah. I'm on ultra marathon or now I'm doing that on a plant-based vegan diet, which again was pretty like there had been the individuals like, you know, Billie Jean King and there was, you know, Carl Lewis who were vegetarians. Like there were definitely people out there, but now it's become more accepting and it's across all sports, like even sports like bodybuilding and yeah. power sports, team sports, baseball, football. I mean, you name it. So it's, um, it's in it's an exciting time in the last like 10 years it's really changed versus i was kind of i don't know i guess one of the many pioneers who are kind of doing it and getting a lot of flack for it of like it's but it, when you're winning it's it's hard yeah, to say it's hard for people to argue, people against, to, like, argue against it yeah and you shouldn't like, be doing that but well you're actually winning seven in a, in a row and you know you can't argue with that definitely can you? so and it's like and again i'll say this quite honestly like was it the sole reason for you know my victories on a like say I don't know, like race to race standpoint. No, I mean, you can still eat 
a crummy diet and eventually it catches up. And I think that's where that long term, like what's, what am I doing? Like in terms of the bigger picture lifestyle, mm. that sort of thing. And then it did have an effect in terms of recovery, which has an effect of like how hard you can train and how hard you can train allows you to like yeah. push yeah. higher levels. So it, it kind of all like is um, intertwined, but I think a lot of people and the people that I talk to, it's like, yeah, that's like changed their lives because now they're healthier. Like they can drop their blood pressure medication or they, just drop, you know, hundred pounds. Like these yeah. stories, not only they're combining running with diet and nutrition, which is to me like the ultimate thing, like whether or not you break uh, your, your, your course records or your PRs, like that's all great stuff, but what's the bigger effect in like long-term? I know people are like, yeah, I can run around with my grandkids now, or I can like do things later in life that maybe they wouldn't have if they didn't, didn't have that kind of lifestyle. That change. Yeah. So it's, it's, uh, it's, and it's great being at an event like this where you have people telling, you know, was just out there sunning, you know, after yeah. my, after ta- speaking and yeah. like hearing these stories from people telling me like, yeah, I dropped, you know, 80 kilos or like, you know, it's some pretty significant yeah, body weight. Stuff. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's really cool to, to hear that. Yeah. Like you said, we were at the, the, the national running show and you had a, a long list of people you were, you were obviously uh, talking about your book and, and going through your story and races and stuff. But the amount of people, does it, ever weigh on you the fact that you have such an inspirational story and that people find inspiration from that and that you have such a reach i mean i guess it's it's kind of just like gradually <laughs> happened and yeah it's like i kind of just rolled with it and i was more open like you know i wasn't a super social individual um earlier in my life and so it kind of got thrust on me but it like it, it wasn't like one day and I'm, I'm not that super famous like in the sport of running, people know who I am, mm. but it's not like I'm you know, famous <laughs> across the board. Yeah, yeah. across yeah. the board. It's not like uh, some sports figures or things like that. So, um, and I think I also was like, hey, I've, I have this opportunity and people are getting inspired by it. Like, I'm just going to be, positive. I'm going to be, yeah, I'm going to yeah. be who I am. I'm not going to change who I am. But uh, it is, yeah, sometimes, you know, it, it takes a lot of energy sometimes to like, have that energy yeah. level of like, yeah, when people meet you, it's like, okay. It's a lot because yeah. everyone's got their own, obviously you're saying however many people, but everyone's got their own story to tell and, and that their own individual inspiration, which is great. It must be great to hear yeah, and, give, yeah. and fuel you to be like, oh, this is actually working and, and people, people care. Yeah. And to hear those stories and, you know, life changing things. And like, we all need those little, like, I don't know, instigators, nudges that push us in the right directions. Um, and it is, yeah, it's special. And so like, I look at it as like, Hey, I needed those people and these people need, and they're going to pass it on to other people. So it's, it has this like greater effect. And I think that's, it makes like the races seem like the trivial part or like the things I've done in yeah. my career when it's like, Oh, like people are changing their lives and people, you know, are, you know, coming away from this with, you know, just being different individuals and transform themselves. And that, that part is again, way more rewarding than yeah. like winning the races. Like Definitely. you can win enough medals and like <laughs> trophies and stuff like that. But at the end of the day, it's like, what is my running? And that's, I think as athletes, you, you sometimes can struggle with is that, you know, it's like, what's, what's the meaning behind yeah. doing these? Like, yeah, for a while it's, you know, ego and winning, you know, and you're just progressing. And, yeah. and then at some point, you know, do you get burnt out? And I think a lot of athletes do. And so fortunately I've had like, something like diet and lifestyle be a part of like who I am and that's inspired people too. So yeah, it's like being able to blend passions and there's people who are doing that with other aspects, you Mm. know, their career and running, they've combined those two. 
Now, it would be, before we get on to our last question, it would be silly of me to sit here with one of the best ultra runners. And for someone who's, and there might be people listening that, that feel the same, that I know I'm fairly new into the running community. I've done a couple of marathons, but now want to take on an ultra marathon. Not sure of what distance, and I haven't thought it through yet. I've just kind of blindly said it, and now I have to follow through with it. What sort of advice would you offer to people, but to, to me specifically? <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> what sort of advice would you offer to someone stepping out and, and doing that first ultra marathon? Because it's, it's, it's a different kettle of fish to, to, to running something else. Definitely. I, I think for most people, it's you, you have to be open to the possibility. Because I, I think a lot of times it's like, oh, yeah, I want to do one of those. But you know, you, you really want to like step into it with mm. like this willingness to like be like <laughs> exposed, you know, yeah. down to like, you're just going to be, um, I don't know, it's going to just whittle you away, which yeah. is great. And mm. like be open to that process. Whereas a lot of people, I think the hardest thing is like, Oh, I can never do that. Or, yeah. you know, just, you got to know like, okay, I can do this and accept that. Okay. It's going to be hard. And these things versus like some people like, Oh, it just, it, it seems so, like huge of a, and monumental of a, of a task. And that's the beauty of it. It's okay to be like fearful, but then at the same time, you know, be just open to jump it. into it yeah. and be open to it. Cause, um, and then I think too, one of the biggest things is like having something that's going to drive you when times get tough. Cause yeah. like, you're going to go like an ultra marathon, like a marathon, you might have that one low dip and you can come out like, but if you go, and the other thing I love is recommending that people go 50 miles versus 50K. I mean, 50Ks are great if it's in a hard part of the country or yeah, terrain yeah, yeah. or really extreme yeah. weather. A 50K can be just as hard as a 50 miler. But I feel like that 80K, 50 mile distance is like putting you out in that real ultra really? zone of like, Interesting. you know, spending 12 to you know 16 hours on a race course is a lot different yeah. than spending six hours or something like that I, for a 50 K. And again, yeah. some people like to go 50 K to 50 miles, but I think like that 50 mile distance is just, and it's not because that was my first ultra. I just yeah. feel like it, you know, it's in a still in a zone where it's not a hundred miles. It's not so daunting that you kind of get that ultra marathon experience. Whereas with, like you're saying with the 50 K it's kind of like that marathon plus bit where you bit, can kind yeah, like, of go, I know it's not, that's, you know, that's putting it simply. But, no, but, it's still a long ways, but mm. if it's a flat 50 K it is, you know, it's five more miles than a marathon and maybe it's on trail. So it's a little slower, but if you're in the mountains, 50 K can be really rugged and like you, you know, the race course a lot of times you know, is open for you know, 14, 15 hours sometimes in these really hard 50 Ks. But I just love like that 50 mile distance yeah. to like put people way out of their comfort zone. And then there's the element too of like managing your nutrition, hydration, yeah. electrolytes. Those are things that you can kind of like squeak by in a marathon of like, okay, I'll just suffer through it. I'm going to cramp. I'm going to, you know, maybe get a gel or two or mm. eat a little carbohydrate. But when you get into 50 miles, 80 K, you've got to really make sure that you're managing that and it's got to be consistent so that you don't drop down so there's there's all those pieces and then the mental component of just like you know it's, it's there's a saying yeah. at least in the ultra when i was starting ultras there was this saying that you know 90 percent of ultra running is mental and the other 10 percent that's mental too um, <laughs> so after you get the right, pieces yeah. so like it's it's a huge um mental obstacle and just knowing like okay how are you going to get through those? Have motivators, um, have that goal being like what you put. So beyond the training and the nutrition, hydration, and all those like nuts and bolts mm. to get there and like to be prepared. But a lot of times people are like, I've only run, you know, 
25 miles, how am I going to go 50, like twice as far? Because in training, you don't go for 40 mile training runs typically. So it's, it's trusting in the process and like knowing like it's got a lot of mental after you make sure you're, you're eating and hydrating and all those pieces and not going out too hard and and pacing yourself. But yeah, the biggest thing I think for newcomers is to overanalyze things and be like, Oh, it's all about the training Mm -hmm. when it comes down to like just being tough. I mean, that's why People who like moms are great because they're going through childbirth yeah, yeah. and raising no, children. That's a really good point. You know, military folks with military backgrounds, like anything where there's like this survival element and like this mental toughness that has been like worked on, or people who've struggled. I and mean, we see a lot of um, folks with addictions come to the sport, yeah. whether it's drug addiction, yeah. alcohol addiction, and like they trade addictions, but they've they've been to these places and kind of know yeah, like no, how can I get through true. this. So. Yeah. Um, that that's sometimes is almost a prerequisite or almost a better prerequisite than like all this training that you do. Cause the training does help prepare you mentally. Yeah. But, um, yeah, beyond that, it's, it's a lot of other pieces too, which is fun. I mean, it's, it's a lot. Um, but I think, yeah, sometimes you'll get bogged down of like, Oh, I'm not totally prepared. And you want to be a, ideally avoid injuries and the training you want to get creative with it and do things like, okay, maybe you can't do a long run every weekend, but you do that twice a month. Um, maybe doing like back to backs, doing like a, you know, a 15 miler. And then the next day do another 15 miler on a weekend doing that once a month, like just different ways to prepare your body yeah. for that fatigue and then practice your hydration nutrition. Cause that's what people make the mistake. They think, Oh yeah, I'm going to eat when I'm in my race, but they don't actually do it in training. So perfect. Well, that is better than I mean, watching any YouTube video. I'm taking notes. Absolutely. So yeah. there's no pressure on that now. <laughs> no, thank yeah. you for that. And uh, just to end on, before we let go, what what is your favorite thing about being outside, being active? I and mean, you said it from when you were from your, you were a child, you loved being in the outdoors. But what what is it that that you really love? I think it's it's the freedom to explore surroundings, and you know, I I love feeling. I mean, when you get in a say a mountain environment or the desert or an extreme situation where weather is like turning really bad or rugged or just harsh. Um, it's that you, I just love tapping into those survival instincts and everyone has them. We just don't exercise it a lot. And so that survival muscle that we all have in the brain or deep down in our bones or wherever it is, like deep down in the soul. Um, that's the beauty I think of like being outside in elements. And that's why these ultra marathons are held in extreme environments or like extreme high mountains and terrain, um, or in the desert, because it brings out the best of that survival instinct. And that's where you can tap into, you know, strength and like just grit and determination that you didn't think you had. And that's, I think the beauty of it. And then having kids now too, watching them, like I love seeing them explore, wild places and the world yeah, around them. And so it doesn't nice. have to be, it can be in the city and, you know, just watching, like we go on walks in our neighborhood and just the things that they notice too, is like paying attention to the little things. And yeah. I think that's what I love about being outside beyond the races and pushing, you know, the survival instinct mode is just recognizing those little details, like checking out, you know, the being in tune with seasons and the changes and what's happening with weather. And it just, is something I think as humans we aren't as connected with. Um, you know, we look at a weather report and then we you know, crumble about like what the conditions are a lot of times instead of just like it used to be like we were very attuned. And I think being yeah. more like animalistic. And that's watching young children when they're like two, three, four years old. Like they, yeah, they complain a little bit brain. about things, but they also just like see these little things and just see like the magic in it. And that's, that's what's cool too. Cause I think 
going back again to sum it all up, like what you're talking about, I get to be a kid again, exploring and just like running like I did, you know, when running was fun out in the trails, not because I'm doing it for training or for, you know, getting better at a sport. That's a perfect answer. Scott, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for the advice. Okay, well, I expect you to get that 80K uh, running. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you very much for joining us and we'll see you again soon. Thank you. It's great to be here. Thank you so much for listening to the Outside and Active podcast with our season partners, Sports Tours International and Club La Santa. If you liked what you listened to, please don't forget to subscribe either on Apple, Spotify or your favorite podcasting platform. If you really like what you heard, please do give us a five-star rating. Thank you, and until next time, enjoy the outside.